Yeah. Razor Ray, how you feeling today? Give it up for Razor Ray, y'all. Yeah. I'm tired as hell. <laughs> you tired? Definitely. We always tired. Here's a kiss. Mwah. She'll be okay, y'all. We all tired, man. We going through something, somehow, some way, but it is what it is, like I like to say. You feel me? So what's up with you? So today I got a couple of things to talk about. Ooh. Okay. Just a couple. Okay. So we can get it started. So I was reading about something today and it was about how HOAs here in Jacksonville are towing people cars. Mm. And they're towing they're towing their cars because I mean even though they, they own their house, but if they like park, I would say like on the grass or on the curb, even if you like ride up the curb a little bit or if you like park a certain way, they gonna come and tell your shit. They're literally out here towing people cars and HOAs. And that's why I really, I don't see the point of honestly an HOA because- For y'all that don't know what an HOA is, it's uh, it's abbreviated for homeowners association. So it's like you're being policed by homeowners in the area. And it's one person that's, you know, the president of the homeowners association. And pretty much, the, you know, to keep the neighborhood up to par and long, you know, trying to make sure that you don't lose property value if you ever plan to sell. So that's what the HOA is uh, pretty much standardized for. So what I was talking about with the HOA was that, I mean, y'all talk to me, do y'all feel like y'all would want to actually move to an HOA, think it'd be better? Honestly, I feel like if I'm buying something and I'm like buying my dream house, I'm gonna do how, I, I wanna do my house how I want it. I'm not gonna sit here and wait for someone to approve on when I done damn near spent my last and gotta pay probably the rest of my life for this house just to live uncomfortably. If I move into a house, I feel that like it's far as like home ownership. Yeah. If I want to put a goddamn swing set out there in the front yard, then I should be able to. I feel like that. But at the same time, I get why HOA is in place for most uh, properties, as far as home ownership goes. Uh, it's to keep your property value up. So you follow and buy by rules. Mm -hmm. Me. I'm not a big fan of people parking on the side of the curbs. Anyway, that's just not I me. Mean, yeah. If you got a driveway, park that shit in the driveway. And if you ain't got enough room to park your car, park it on the side. I get it. But if you got ample amount of space to park in your fucking driveway, park in a motherfucking driveway, man. It's weird though, because you know, a lot of people in the black communities, for some reason, like to park on the side of the street. So when they come out, motherfucking car getting up and shit. No, I think it's more than just the black community. I think it's um, every community. Every black, when you drive around Jacksonville, if you know what I'm talking about, then you will see all them cars on the side of the streets. But I mean, they even they even towing cars that's on the side in front of their house, like parked on the side, not even violating nothing. They still taking your cars. And I'm just like, dang. I feel like if you park on the side of the street, then it's, it's, it's free game, you feel me? Whatever comes on that side of the street, you just gotta deal with it. Now, if something coming on your property in your driveway, 
and two in your car, then of course you got something to argue about. Now if it's on the side of the street and you've already moved into this area where you know a HOA has rules stated where you cannot park on the side of the street for a certain amount of time, then why do it? You already knew this signing up. Now I could see if you had guests or visitors or something there. The thing but, about it is that when they was that it wasn't that wasn't in there when they signed up for it. It recently got added in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm just speaking on if you already know the facts and the history of HOAs, then you should almost certainly know what's going on with HOAs as far as parking on the side of the street. Um, and also uh, to point that out, you're right though because some don't allow you to back up in your driveway. Did you know that? Oh, no. Yeah, because they want to make sure that they can see your uh, tags and make sure everything's up to date. So people don't know this, and that's a good thing. I'm glad you brought it up because, you know, awareness is what we're all about, trying to, you know, feed the community, so to speak. So, yeah, definitely, like, you, some of them, some are very strict, and you have to park straight up in the driveway, no backing up. Some of them don't even allow you to wash the cars or work on your cars. Just like the standard thing at uh, apartments, you'll see in the lease where you can't work on your car outside of the apartment. So everybody had rules stated, you know. I mean, apartment, that's understandable. But it was also another thing that I saw when I was um, scrolling through TikTok and I saw that this guy, he, um, like all the houses, he has an HOA, all the houses on there, they were all brick houses. And he decided to, you know, paint his bricks white. The HOA signed him and he literally had to take all that thousands of dollars he spent on painting that house. He had to get a pressure wash off. I saw that. Waste uh, of money. And that is so messed up. Like, how dare they tell them to. Definitely a waste of money. Take his paint off of his house that he bought. I just can't do it. I cannot. And it actually looked good. It looked better. Than it looked, what it yeah, had, that's what it was doing. It was, it was like his house was really nice. <laughs> It was. It they was. Like I it. ain't gonna cap on that. I mean, that shit. That shit look real good. Like, damn, let me move in that motherfucker good, for real. Honestly, I wouldn't know what to do in that situation. I, I would. I don't know. I probably. I mean, you gotta abide by the rules because at the end of the day, they they could take your house. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So I mean, mm. it is what it is. They really couldn't take your house, but. They can force you to move when they could be like, like the legal aspects of it to where you would have to leave. I have to do more education than that. Now, I know they can find you all day. They can find you left and right till you probably want to move out. But as far as like evicting you, I Yeah, you got to look know. that up because, yeah, that's a real thing. Because I know about uh, de-restricted properties, but I don't know about, you know, how... All that shit goes as far as like home ownership and stuff and whatnot. Yeah, so definitely a good topic to bring up. But on a brighter note, besides Jacksonville messiness, the HOAs, it's gonna be a pretty nice day today, guys. Real nice. I mean, it's pretty chilly right now in the morning, but yep, it's just um, not Jacksonville HOAs. It's HOAs statewide, citywide, everywhere. <laughs> So everybody can kind of relate to this. It's just not like a Florida problem. It's, it's a statewide problem. Well, the thing HOA about state. that is, well, I'm just now learning about HOAs because we live in the HOA. So, um, so my question, since we do live in the HOA, so 
Do you prefer or you do not prefer H1? Well, I already said I went in. I mean, honestly, it's cool, but I'm not about to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally buy me a house with an HOA now. They ain't about to tell me what I can and cannot do with my house. So I want my big screen up, me blasting music to whenever. Like it's not even about blasting music. It's just. If I want to do whatever with my house, if I want to do a pink house, I'll make my house pink. Like, you know, I just want to do whatever I want to do with something that I'm putting all my money into. Yeah, I'm more of a 50-50 person on that side because I understand why, like I said, the HOA is put in place. But I also understand. Uh, Y'all, he's saying that now until the HOA comes to the door telling him that he can't have his... Um, his car speakers or his motorcycle loud no more. And then he's gonna be like, oh no, nah, fuck this shit. Well, it's all about property value, you know? <laughs> they don't want people coming in and bringing down the property value. So when it comes to that, let's say if we have a house and which is in an HOA and we plan on selling. Well, the person that's coming in that, you know, might be a potential buyer knows that the HOA is in place. And that way they know that the lot of bullshit with a non-HOA community won't be happening in this community because it's structured and it makes people feel a little bit safer as far as property value goes. Now, for people that doesn't live in an HOA, it's up to you to keep your uh, shit clean. It's up to you to make sure your neighbor isn't putting a goddamn pool in the front yard and the shit turns green and moldy and the shit starts stinking and shit like that. It's up to you. The thing about that is that it shouldn't be none of our business. It's that's their business. It shouldn't be any of our business until you go to get your property appraised and it's so low from the prior time that you paid for because, not because of you, but because of your neighbor's value of his house and how it looks bad. So, if we have an HOA in place to keep everything uplifted, and clean in the community, then I'm all for it because I know my property value can only go up. Well, um, but so it, like I, was I feel saying, it though. I feel both sides. I ain't gonna lie to you. Well, because I will cool. personally move to a non-HOA community. I have no issue with that. But if there's a HOA, you know, put in place, and I'm for that too. So I'm fifty-fifty, man. But I would prefer um, not to have HOA. Well, honestly, well, then, like I like I was saying, um, this was my first time being in the HOA, so I mean, it's it's pretty different because in North Carolina, I really didn't. I guess I didn't really know about the HOAs. And I didn't think North Carolina even had HOAs, but um, I guess I went in. Um, I wasn't privy to the fact that HOAs really do exist. But I thought it was like you know a Florida thing because Florida come with a lot of shit. Yeah. Even though, even though we don't have state taxes and North Carolina do, I mean, it still come with other bullshit though. Yeah, definitely. Like, but I mean, on the upside, like, you know, Florida, like, it ain't straight like North Carolina is, like, you know, with the car aspects, you don't like, you don't really got to get your car inspected to get a car and or to get your stuff like legit at the DMV. But you know, North Carolina, they strict as hell with it. If you don't, if that damn... If something for light on on that dashboard, you ain't passing no inspection. There you go. So, you know I like to do the weather report. So, statewide, goddamn. It's cold in the motherfucking morning. It heats up during the day and then it's back cold at night. That's your weather report, motherfuckers. <laughs> and that's everywhere, dog. That's everywhere. 
So Razzy taking the goddamn lead today. So we following her lead today. We gonna see how shit go. You know, I'm all for changing roles. But you know, she started off being the head honcho. So we, I, you know, I'm all for it. You know, like I said, we're a new podcast. Sponsored by Wells Family Grill and Chill, located in Jacksonville, Florida. If you're ever in Jacksonville, Florida, come eat good with us, man. We the owners, man. Come holler at us, man. Ain't no discounts, though. But hey, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, no. If you come eat good with us, we got you, dog. Jacksonville, Florida. We're probably about two hours away from Orlando. Probably about three hours. No, probably about two and a half hours from Daytona. So, I mean, we're right here in the mix. We're in North Florida. I know the prize location is always going to South Florida. You know, the Tampa's, the Miami's. But, hey, shout out to Duval, though, because we do our thing here, too. And we got a beach. But once you start living here, you don't go to the beach. So, but it is what it is. Ain't that crazy? Like, we from North Carolina where um, we're, like, four hours from the beach in North Carolina. But, like, if you well, it depends on if you go to Carolina Beach. It's, like, two, three hours. Myrtle Beach is like probably like four, four and a half, probably five hours to get to. And we were like 20 minutes to the beach and we don't even go. I mean, when we first moved here, we did a lot. But now I'm just like, shit, we'll go to the beach when we go. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> the whole beach setting was probably about 80% the reason why I moved to Jacksonville. And the other 20% was part of the palm trees. <laughs> yeah. Just the whole scenery, man. The whole vibe. Everybody was friendly. Like, it's a vibe going. Yeah, yeah. Especially even in the hood. Because when we first moved, man, we straight on in the hood. Shout out to Mark Creek, man. Oh, Lord. Shout out to Avenue B. Oh, shout out Lord. to Murray Ave. Shout out to MLK. Shout out to the whole 32209 zip code, man. Shout out to Holly Barbecue, too. Listen, memories. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, we was moving. We, you know, everybody had a little paradise type of resonation in their mind where they want to be, you know. And when we came to Jacksonville, oh shit, I ain't like it at first. I ain't gonna lie. I came back again, and I don't think I ever went back after that. I quit my job. I went back up to North Carolina, packed that goddamn U-Haul up, and it was a tough fucking time trying to, you know up and move like that, especially being young, you dumb. And you know what? That's the main question that I get when we come here. It was like, so you have like, you guys, y'all don't have like, y'all just up and move, like no family, no nothing. Like y'all don't have, and I was like, well, yeah, that's exactly what we did. Like we did a power move, you know, like one of them Thanks. moves um, where you just did it. Like, you know, it wasn't no incentive or nothing. You just did it. Let's so, talk about that. It's a big move. And yeah. I feel like, these type of big moves like this, I mean, sometimes it's damaging and sometimes it's like for the greater better. Um, greater good. Like, yeah, for the greater good. <laughs> Shut up. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like when we first got here, it was like, it was so different. It was like, I it's, it's no comparison. It's no comparison to Florida to North Carolina because they're just so different that it will never be a comparison. But it's just um, sometimes, like, you know, you do get homesick. You know, you miss that because North Carolina, Greensboro is so small and, like, so close-knit. And, you know, your family is everywhere. To move into somewhere where, like, a million people's here, like, a million people are here. And um, A million people are here in one county to clear it up. It's just not a million people. One yeah, county equals Jackson, a million really. people. Where we're from, it's probably about 
two, three hundred thousand people in one city. But we're talking about one county. One county, one million people. So yeah, Jacksonville is pretty damn big. I mean, it is big. Shout out um, to Jacksonville. So, um, just this move and, you know, having to learn, like, your way around. And shit, y'all, I'm still learning my way around. And I still GPS. Even though I know where I'm going, I still do GPS just to make sure and shit change. Because shit be changing quick. Especially them roads. When them roads be changing, the way you can get somewhere, man, it be right. changing. So, I keep my GPS on at all times. So, for people that's, like, trying to make a move and, you know little to no money and but you know where you at right now ain't the place for you or you just want to you know a, a change of scenery and see how that shit goes would you how would you tell them to move like as far as like putting your ducks in a row type of thing i would say um the right way i'm gonna I'm get both ways so the right way would be you know make sure you find a job before you come Make sure, um, just make sure you got your shit together, you know? Make sure you got a level head. Make sure you're not jump, jumping into anything. Make sure you're not, um, just make sure that this is the place you want to be. And if, and if it's, and if you feel like it's going to get lonely, like, you know, because all your family is like somewhere else and you're going to be somewhere starting over fresh. So make sure that you're mentally prepared. Make sure that um, you got a great support system, a great support team, like um, your motivators and shit like that. Um, so the right way would be, I would say at least try to have employment, look around. Um, I would say, even though the house is here, I would say you probably need to be down here and look at them shits because the pictures ain't always what it seems. <laughs> See, when you come and look, Not trust that, me. When you find a place and you actually get into it with the rental company, you know, the rental company could be a uh, scam. You don't know the number ones, the number twos, the number three rated, you know, realty companies out here. So actually, yeah, definitely do your due diligence. Now she's talking about the smart way of doing things. I did it the dumb way, you feel me? And I paid the price for the dumb way. And so pretty much I got a job for a company. Uh, I ain't gonna say the name, but you know, when I got the job, it was, it was great, you feel me? Cause I'm making more than what I ever made in my life. And it was probably like $3 more, $4 more than what I was making for uh, local government back in North Carolina prior to moving to uh, Florida. So I'm hype, I'm hype. So I come in, first day of orientation, everything goes smooth. I'm standing in the hotel and shit. After a while, man, that hotel shit started ain't up though. And then what you don't understand, all you probably do is that you pay more in hotel expenses than you are actually renting a place. So you get down, you think you go find a house and shit, everything gone, dog. Everything gone. It's like when they say first come, first serve, they literally mean first come, first serve. Yeah. You can be talking to that person all day. Like, you know, like, hey, I'm going to come. I'm going to get off at 5. And by the time you get there, by like 5.10, you're like, oh, I just, I just, it's gone. I'm like, I've been talking to you all day and you really go do us like that. So, I mean, yeah, it got its ups and downs, but I mean, honestly, the job market here is dope. Like, you know, the pay here is nothing compared to North Carolina. I mean, it could be compared to North Carolina, but the pay here is like a little high. 
And the cost of living here is higher. Yeah, here. the cost of living is high here. So also check where you're trying to go, trying to go. Check the cost of living, man. It's easy. I mean, all you do is cost of living and such and such, wherever you want to go. You feel me? Take heed to that, man. Understand the finances and the severity of your decision making. When you're making the decision to move. If you want to better yourself, go for it, dog. I'm not telling you not to go for it. Just think that shit through. I didn't think that shit through. I just, and thank God it worked out for me. I'm a big risk taker anyway, because you know, nothing was given to me. I always had to take risks to get it. So it was a no brainer for me. Hey, fuck it. Let me get on this goddamn road and go. But of course they had these hiccups doing, going through, the, through, 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 through that road. So, I mean, it's up to you. It's up to you. But, you know, you, you're not going to have a place to stay. Once you get a job, you don't have a residence. You don't have a issued ID from the state that you're in. And plus, how you going to get your taxes back when you don't have an address? And if you do have an address, it's not in that state that you're in now. So think about little shit like that, man. Think about little shit like that. And then you don't have an ID because you don't have an address. So, I mean, it's, it's ugly, it's ugly, but can it work? Hell yeah, it can work. But you have to be smart about things and move differently. And especially if you have like friends in the corner or something like that, that can, you know, spare you some change here and there to you on your feet, then it's all good. But you definitely have to start from the bottom. And if you're okay with starting from the bottom to get to the top, hey, you, you all right, bro. Now, if you think you coming in the city, wherever you want to be, and you start at the top, it ain't going to happen, dog. I promise you it won't happen. I promise you. Now, everybody's situation different, so I ain't going to say promise, but you got a rare chance to start from the top in a new city. It's always from the bottom. But the bottom feels good because you know you got a chance to go to the top. You did. So, what's up, Razzie Ray? What else we got on the plans today? So on another note, on a lighter Everything note, wrong with Ray. <laughs> on another note, um, I was basically I was re um I don't know if you guys are readers, but I was reading this book, and like if anybody know me, anybody know that I love to read. Like that is like my love language is reading a book. Um, sometimes when I piss off, I write books, but um, other than that. I mean, I love to read and I have like some really dope authors that I really love. And I like, it's to the point like where I'm legitly stalking them just to see when a new release or a new series or a new book is going to be published so I can hurry up and read it. And then I just be fiending for the next, you know, the next episode basically. Um, and so I want to talk about a couple of great authors that I... Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. So I do want to talk about a couple of great authors that I like, love, love. Um, I want to do give a shout out to Miss Lady P. She is like basically one of my main, my main readers. I love reading. Child, you got Tahari and Thug got me a choco for real. Main um, reader, she mean by main authors. You're a reader, she's the author. Okay. She needs to read up on that. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> also, um, to John, girl, your books. Taylor Ray, them books. 
And um, so that's what I want to talk about. But I also want to ask you, do you have any good authors or you have any good books? Me, I'm not really a book person, but if I read something that's good, reading is fundamental. If I read something that's good, then I'm all for it. You feel me? So, I don't know if she knows this or not, but sometimes she had like stacks of books every fucking where. And I'm like, man, <laughs> what the fuck? Why that was she... before I got a Kindle. Like, it was before I got the Kindle app, y'all. I don't even think Kindle was out there. It wasn't. I don't even think they had the fire tablets or nothing. I don't even think Amazon was uh, making the tablets yet. No, I, um, the library and, you know, books, just books from every, um, Edward McKay in Greensboro. Got all them books. Hey, Greensboro about to pay us because she keeps saying <laughs> that shit over and over. We just, I'm saying the city that I was from in North Carolina. She keeps goddamn giving them all the credit. <laughs> So moved in the first place. Fuck Greensboro Police Department too. They don't do shit. They serve. They do not protect. I don't know how that shit is now, but that's why I moved, motherfucker. But that's a whole other story. We'll talk about that later. About it definitely is. Shit. But yeah, uh, my book of choice would be Urban Book, sort of like yours. Like shit, this nasty. <laughs> But it was this author that uh, kind of uh, kind of fell in love with, so to speak. And she goes by the name of Sister Soldier. Oh, what you know about Sister Soldier? Sister Soldier, man. I actually looked her up because mm -hmm. the name, first off, is what cooked me, Sister Soldier. So I knew it would be a, an African-American type of novelty as far as like, her writing journals. Oh yeah, she did real deep. And she did, definitely did. And I actually looked her up and I actually, you know, watched things on YouTube about her and she's very, very pro-black. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't looking for that in artists, especially well-known artists. Which book was it you read by Sister Soldier? Cause I got all her books. I don't remember the title of it, but um, I but remember the scenarios. Well, I know that she did um, the coldest winter ever. I don't think that was the one. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm downloading Sister Soldier every day. This was just one that always stood out to me that I could tell you that I actually read a book from her. And I'm not a big reader at all. So for me to sit down and read a book, shit had to be good. Was it in the house? Did you read it here? Yeah. Oh, so I guess she was reading the Porsche, Porsche Santiago. You read the red, the um, the girl with the red dress. So you you read her story. It could have been. Yeah, you read the second one. You should have read the first one. But yeah. Yeah. It's dope yeah. either way. But yeah, either way, I wouldn't know the second, third. I just if I start reading and it's good to go, it's good to go. So mm -hmm. that is what it is. But yeah, man, Sister Soldier, man, she's actually like Arthur activist woman phenomenon. She's like the hood version of. Angela, Maya Angelou. You wanna know what fun fact? What's that? She's in Florida. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Sister Soldier, man. Definitely. I know, you know, you might be watching. So shout out to you, <laughs> man. You might be listening. We're also on uh, iHeartRadio and we're also on Amazon Music. So 
And if you ever have a time to subscribe, man, subscribe to us, man. Also, if you have music that want to be uh, heard or business promotions, email us at uh, we up w e e u p podcast nine zero four at gmail dot com. Man, we'll listen to it, man. See what's up, man. You might have a chance to get on air with us, man, and talk about it. You feel me? Because that's all we're about is inspiring the community and uplifting, man. But we're going to talk our shit at the same time. You feel me? <laughs> so keep going, Miss Palmer. What's up with the uh, books? Um, So that was the... That was all for books for right now. So? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's not. Because I was just, had, I was just thinking about something. So... Has anyone has anyone read the Blooper series? That thing had me in a chokehold. The Junie B. Jones. That thing had me in a chokehold. <laughs> the Harry Potter books back when we was kids. Like, was anybody else reading like she's showing our age now? Chapter books like that. Like, I was. That's how deep I am into books. Them Blooper series made me. That's what made me want to go read more. Back when I was in school, I really wasn't a big book reader. But you know, of course, we have the uh, whole book club thing, if you will, for yeah. us in the class. So you have to read each chapter together with the class and shit. And the teacher might point on you to read a, a section out of a chapter or a paragraph and pass it on. So I never got into that. But I wasn't a big speaker in front of people. I didn't like that. Even though I can pronounce words well and I can spell well, I just... I'm the calm, laid-back type guy, like, you know, like, I like to chill, but I'm not really big on books. I'd rather, now, i tell you this, now, if uh, a book came out with a movie inspired by the book, then i watch the movie, and, you know, they do change things up in the movie to make, I guess, more of a suspenseful thing for the actual viewer, but as far as, like, grabbing a book from the bookstore, you won't see me at a bookstore at all. You would definitely, um, well, you would definitely see me at the bookstore. Um, well, not now. Let's see, like you said, you're on Kindle. Yeah, but um, sometimes, what was that bookstore? Borders. Borders, Borders Bookstore. It's actually Borders Cafe, but it was a bookstore as well. So you can go grab a book and grab something sweet to drink or whatever, you know. I used to literally sit in that store and like sit on the ground and just be sitting there reading inside of Borders, chilling. I remember. That was dope. It was fun, man. <laughs> Definitely was fun. Like, you know, you just get lost in the world of books. Exactly. Exactly. Love it. I love it there. Yeah. So shout out to all the book readers, man. You ain't doing nothing wrong. I promise you, man. Reading is definitely fundamental. So. Shout out to y'all, man. So, it is what it is. What else? What you got else? Got anything else to talk about? Also, okay. also switching it on over to um, the music. Mm -hmm. I, I call um, I Megan's video. Oh, we talked about this yesterday, y'all. And I was a little, I was like a little impressed. I was like, okay, shout out to you, girl. You know, the way she was talking. Like, the new one, right? The Cobra. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you know, you got to really think about these artists that even though they're like on TV and stuff, they're actually human beings. They really got real life feelings too. And they go through the same emotions that you do. They just, 
got a lot of money behind it. <laughs> and sometimes they don't even really have a lot of money. It can all be, you know, for sure. That's true. But because you know, people get the goddamn music industry misconception. Like, just because she got a million dollar or he got a million dollar signing bonus, that ain't their money. They gotta pay that back. So if your record don't sell now, you in debt immediately. But it's not even about her having to, like, I mean, we're not saying that Megan Thee Stallion is like, no, no. She actually, oh, we cut you off. Well, she actually just went independent. So this first song is off of her new uh, label. I think it's Heidi something. Heidi. Oh, see, I ain't even, oh. Yeah, so Heidi Girls, some shit like that. But she actually got her own record label now. Ain't no way. Shout out to Megan. Yeah, definitely shout out to Megan, man, for doing big things. I remember because she was going through some shit with her company that she was with prior. And it was pretty much about money. She wasn't getting paid what she was supposed to be getting paid. So she finally broke that contract. And now she's done started off with her own shit. So shout out for starting your own record label, man. Because that shit big. You got to look into it like... Even though it's a million dollars, you gotta pay everybody. Facts. Everybody had a handout. Like you know, the people like the I don't even know who was all like how all the business worked, but I'm pretty sure you have to pay the lawyers. You gotta pay everybody. You gotta keep everybody paid. Uh, you gotta pay mm -hmm. the lawyers. You gotta pay for the outfits. Yeah. You gotta pay for the albums to drop. It, of course, it's not gonna initially come out your you know million dollars that they gave you, but. Once your record don't pay for it, you're held accountable to pay for it. You know, I got a question. What's up? What's better? Um, and what is it? Like, so what is a 360 deal? Mm. And, then what, and if a 360, is it better for the, the sign to do a 360 deal? Or? No. <laughs> so, a 360 deal, to me personally, is one of the worst deals that you can actually be part of. <clears throat> a 360 deal is pretty much a group deal where you have an artist, another artist, and another artist. It could be up to four artists on one deal. Meaning, if your records sell, then the other three artists will get paid for it as well. If your record don't sell and they record sell, then you get paid for their record. So it's like a group of people that's not in a group that all get paid if they ever do good or bad. So that's my follow-up question. My follow-up question is, um, is Yo Gotti, is that a 360 or is Rick Ross a 360? Yo Gotti is his own person, his own entity. No, I'm asking his record label. His record label is not a 360. Oh. Now, uh, if he feels like he want to do a 360 deal and, and the artists are with it, then, you know, so be it. You know, it's part of the business. Now, I do remember uh, Rick Ross having a 360 deal with Meek Mill. I want to say it was Meek Mill, uh, an artist from Florida named Gunplay, and Wale. I think they were all in a 360 deal. And Meek Mill wanted out. And he did get out. And he also started his little label under, uh, what's that shit called? Uh, Rick Ross label. Um, it's always on all his music when he play it. Um, Maybach? Yeah, Maybach music. So he 
released today with the Rock Nation. So Meek Mill was in a 360 deal, but what he did was start his own label as well, which was Dream Chasers. And signed a couple artists. I don't know any of his artists though, but I mean, just to have that type of mental fortitude to do some shit like that, man. Salute to him too, man. I'm not a big Meek Mill fan, by the way. I, I'm not with all the screaming and yelling and shit. But he do got some bangers though, so definitely shout out to him. I'm not with that either, but let Dreams and Nightmare come on. I don't know who I am. That's for everybody, man. Now, I ain't gonna say he ain't got no hits. He ain't got some <laughs> hits, bro. But you not gonna hear me, hey man, play that Meek Mill. It's just, it's not gonna happen, bro. It's not gonna happen. I know, it just randomly pop up at the right time. Yeah. And that song, come on, it's over. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I know what? It's like some lifelong songs that come on and you just gotta take it there. Like, what's the song you feel like you gotta take it there? I feel like it'll probably be... Um, for me, um, Lil Wayne, back that ass up. Yeah, if you own some shit like that, definitely. Like, Lil Wayne, it's not Lil Wayne, it's actually Juvenile. Oh, Juvenile. Yeah. 